The intersection of AI and leadership is a topic of great intrigue and significance in today's rapidly changing world. As technology continues to evolve at an unprecedented pace, leaders like yourselves are tasked with navigating the complexities and unlocking the true potential of AI for their organizations. But as with any transformative technology, there are challenges to overcome and questions to address. How can leaders effectively harness AI without compromising the human touch and empathy that are crucial to building strong relationships with customers and employees? How can organizations strike the right balance between automations and maintaining a human-centered approach? These are the questions that demand our attention. His name is synonymous with visionary leadership and digital innovation. As the CEO of Indasta, he has consistently demonstrated an unparalleled ability to understand market trends, new innovations in technology, and jumping on them prior to the masses adopting them. Today on the podcast, we have the privilege of tapping into his vast expertise and experience. We'll dive into the art of leadership in the age of AI, exploring the strategies, insights, and lessons he's learned in this rapid age of AI adoption, and we'll uncover the keys to successfully integrating AI into your business, fostering innovation, and ultimately driving better results. So everyone, fasten your seatbelts as we embark on a captivating journey into the world of AI and the art of leadership with our guest, Brendan King. This is a big topic. This is something that's really in the last, I would say probably six months has just become something that has caught fire. And yet people um, also have hesitancies around it, but you've embraced it. You've really embraced it. So let's talk about that a little bit here at Vendasta. We're, we're all about AI. So it's, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's not new. So we've been talking about AI for more than 10 years Mm -hmm. and we've, uh, we've invested at Vendasta over the years in machine learning, um, different language models, natural language processing. In fact, some of our early reputation management stuff, we did some things ourselves. Um, and you know, the return was never really quite there. And I, uh, and I always sort of, and the time is now, and why is the time now? And is this different than other things? Mm. And I think it, in some ways it's not, you know, I always go back to the idea of, of Amera's law that says that, um, you know, technology is often overestimated in the short run, mm. but drastically underestimated long run. Yes. And, um, you know, as we, when AI, when we first started talking about it years ago, you know, everyone was like, that's going to change everything. Yeah. One day. <laughs> One day. And then, uh, and then almost like nothing happened. And, and, you know, but there was work happening in the background and then, and then suddenly now it's, wow, it's changing everything. Mm. And so it's the timing thing. And so now is the time. You know, um, this summer I started to think about it, rather last summer of 2022. And, uh, and in the fall, I wrote the, a paper that mm-hmm. I shared with the, with the team yeah. um, saying we got to get in on this. And I really believed it. And uh, it's just, it's happened so quickly. It's like, it's just, uh, it's bigger than almost any of the other, the other uh, sort of movements that we've had. Mm. Like if you look at the time that it's taken to get to a million users, Netflix took three and a half years. Yeah, uh, You've got Twitter took two years. Facebook took 10 months. Instagram took two and a half months. So that was quick. That's fast. But 
GTP, GPT chat took five days. That's, that's the difference. And, and why do you think that is? Why do you think people are so ready to jump on it? Well, I mean, it's just, it's useful and yeah. easy for them to use. Yeah. And so that was the, the first sort of instance where they took that big language model and they made it, the chat made it accessible, mm -hmm. easy and affordable for people to actually use it and explore it. And they found value in it. And anytime you find value in it, that's when things take off. And, and, and because of that, like there's going to be a lot of winners. This space is going to change. Yeah. The technology space is going to change like never before. And so I have this thesis that there's really sort of, and it's not just mine, there's other people talking about it, but when I think about it, there's really four sectors where you can win. Hmm. There's um, the silica folks. So this is the people that make the CPUs and GPUs mm -hmm. that run the language models. So you got Intel and NVIDIA. And um, it's interesting because there's, um, not anyone can do that, right? It takes a, no. a billion dollars to build a fab, but it isn't even just money. They've been trying to build some of these fabs right. here in North America that build chips. Mm -hmm. And uh, they actually have a plan, like most a lot, many of them are in Taiwan, and they mm -hmm. actually have a plan. If China invades Taiwan, they're gonna blow those fabs up or they're <laughs> gonna fly the engineers here. Because wow. they don't have the, the people that build those things, that expertise is not widely available mm -hmm. in the world. So it's like, so there's only, so what that means is there's a big barrier to entry there. hundred percent. So there'll be a power distribution there, you yep. know, Intel, NVIDIA, and a few others will have most of the business. Well, because everyone wants to volumize Everyone wants that. Yeah, yeah. So that then, then you think down to the next step, which is the language models. Hmm. Now there's many, like a bunch. Um, and they're the ones that people have been, you know, doing machine learning on hmm. and training. And you can see, a, you know, a lot of literature online about it. Again, though, it's deep tech. It takes a lot of like all the best, uh, most trained engineers sure. in that area are already spoken for right. and at some of these companies. And so there'll be again, there'll be a power distribution. You're going to have, you know, open AI, you're going to have uh, Google, you're going to have Microsoft, yeah. you're going to have Amazon. They're all hiring engineers. Right. You know, I just read the other day that I think and, and I don't want to misquote this, but but some company laid off a ton of people to make room to hire AI technologists. That's wild. 30,000 people, I believe. And so it's, it's a crazy, um, it's a crazy sort of push towards that. And again, so I think hmm. there'll be a few people who win in that big tech language models, the power distribution yep. curve, huge barrier to entry in terms of the talent you need. So what's next? Well, then there's the, the process mm -hmm. and the data. And I'd probably go data first. So if you have proprietary data that no one else has, you can train these language models, yeah. but you don't have to worry about the language model. The language model also, another very remote to, uh, entry for the language models is, look what happened when uh, when chat GPT came on board. People signed on, signed on. Do you oh, know what yeah. the engineers there are thinking about? They're not thinking about how to make the next language model. They are in some ways. <laughs> sure. They're mostly thinking about how to scale. So it's an infrastructure problem. And so just like cloud computing was for mm -hmm. you know Amazon and Google, they're, they're scaling that so that you don't have to worry about that. So, so many people will just use that. They don't have to worry about that scale. So that's like, so now it's down to, you've got this data, you can use these language models. And if you have proprietary data, you're ahead of everybody else. Imagine you have all the x-rays uh, of people's yeah. chests. You could probably do things like predict who might get cancer right. or help people in a dramatic way. So those data, proprietary data models, super important. Huge. Then then and um, and so that in itself is a is a moat entry. Who's got lots of data? Mm -hmm. They're going to win. And then down to the next level would be process. Mm -hmm. So if in my daily life I'm doing something, 
and I can insert AI in there, I have a huge advantage over someone who's building an AI thing and says, I need you to do something different and use my process. And so that's why for Vendasta, we have a ton of data and we have people doing a process. And so for us, I think we have an ability to capitalize on this and move fast. So we've already conquered a couple, those are big moats to get people to do stuff. You know, I call that sort of distribution or, or that is, is a big moat. Mm. And so, you know, I, if I thought about the next step and I said, how, how do you, how do you think about who's going to win? I would say this, I would say in anything, there's always startups. And so if I had a, if I had a graph, I know we're in a podcast here, so yeah. it's hard for me to describe. Just the y-axis, the graph, y-axis would be at the bottom would be no innovation. Yeah. At the top would be massive innovation. And on the x-axis, if I had no distribution and yeah. on the and the right side would be massive distribution. So like a Microsoft has massive yeah. distribution. Those would that would be the, the graph. And I would say that startups all would be at the top uh, left side of the graph with lots mm. of innovation, but no distribution. Right. And then you got the incumbents who have massive distribution, but can't innovate. But you know what I've seen in the last bit is you've got companies that are that are breaking that mode. You got like Microsoft actually implemented oh, yeah. that AI quickly, and they're putting it through their office suite, as is Google. Yeah, and you've got also now Notion, who quickly came out of it, and those. Yes. So that's that's massive distribution. So we need to act quickly. So we have 100%. moderate distribution, and we have you know good innovation, but yeah. I can push hard on the innovation. Hmm. And so that's what I'm doing here at Vendasta is we're pushing super hard on the innovation. And obviously we've got distribution. We're trying to grow all the time. That's our business. So you're, you're putting a lot of time and energy into it here, but the nice part about it is that you're also allowing different divisions at Vendasta to utilize AI. And so how are you seeing that impact? Um, like the, like the split testing around it, how are you seeing that impacting the organization overall? You know, the number one thing with AI or any, anything new, anything new is familiarity. And yeah. so, you know, um, I just want everyone to get involved because once you understand technology and figure out how to use it, you can, you can, you can go faster and do more with it. Yeah. You know, you can, you can just do more. And so I think for, for me, um, you know, if I think back when the, I was involved when the personal computer came out mm-hmm. of had a company building PCs. It took a long time to get everybody involved to understand PCs. Everybody understand PCs today. Yeah. Then the internet came, then, then mobile came. Yeah. And it took a long time for people like, you know, look at what happened with Blackberry. They didn't, they didn't oh, yeah. think about the move to, 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 to a GUI device like, yeah. a, like the, uh, the iPhone and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And so, but it took a long time, but they're shorter and shorter cycles. And so, you know, Facebook came and, you know, social media came and, 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 uh, those things took a while mm-hmm. and we're here with AI and I want it. So I'm moving fast. So I'm saying everybody, I don't care how you do it. Just use AI, just get familiar it with it, give it a try. Yeah. Those aren't really split tests. That's just familiarity. Sure. I, am, I don't, I, I don't, I'm glad people are maybe split testing. I don't care yeah. as long as they're using AI and learning to understand it. We gotta, we gotta go fast, and so we also have to be intentional about it. So now yeah. you just like, oh, use it and see what happens. We've got champions here, you know, yeah. Chris Fosney and Dale Hopkins and Jesse Reddle. They're they're championing AI and showing people what can be done, and and then you know other people are saying, well, look what I can do, yeah, and it's fantastic. So as a leader, though, you just mentioned kind of patterns that you've seen over the years, but you've always seemed to be somebody who has seen those ahead of the curve um i don't know i i i think i would maybe just a very fast follower 
Well, not, not, not me. <laughs> well, I, well, even the CAI bit, I think, sure. I think there's proof in the pudding yeah. that, that you're actually asking your whole organization, you know, and that's risky for leaders to do, yeah. uh, especially when there's something new. So, so how do you do that effectively and well with a team wow. of, of folks? I mean, we're 830 yeah. people, 820 people. How, how does that work? I, I will remind you that I do my best, but I also try to get everyone to use beacons. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and that one, you know, so there's there's failures along with there's there's successes. And I would say that, you know, when you understand and see something's working and you can see around that corner a little bit, you lean heavy into it. Now, mm. I thought that with vegans, we, you know, we, we didn't hurt us. I mean, sure. we, we did some work there. Maybe we wasted a few bucks and some time. Sure. But, you know, this is a change that's this is generational. We have not seen a change like this mm. in the last hundred years. I think it's it's. It's unbelievable. It's as big as the combustion engine. I think this is a change for the world. Like, wow. I think um, yeah, this is this is big, um, and so I think uh, you know I when when we, when I first started talking about it, people were like what maybe, and now I have <laughs> you know same kind of people on the other side saying are you guys moving fast enough? Yeah. Are you moving fast enough? Because that's how fast things have changed. They're iterating faster than I've ever seen. So so how do you bring your leadership team? into the same kind of thought process around this. Because I mean, uh, what I love about the folks that you're leading with, they're all very strong leaders. Yeah. They all have very, very sharp minds. They all, uh, we have a principle, disagree and commit. Yep. And people do that with you on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah for sure. So so how, how do you bring consensus around moving towards that? Some things, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but some things you, you can't afford to have that. So mm. some things, so I, you know, I was fortunate with my, with my leadership team, my executive team, my extended senior team, that everybody agrees. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone didn't, I, I sat down and had a chat with them, but I, I didn't run into that. Right. But we do run into that in the org. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are worried about technology. They're worried about the AI, anything new, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when the printing press conference came out, the monks did not want people to have <laughs> they it did because not. they wanted to write the stories of the books the way that they 100%. saw them. Yeah. And then now it now it was democratized for the writer to yeah. share his true story. So like, I'm not saying it's like that with AI. What I'm saying is there are dangers to AI. Everybody sure. kind of knows about that. Anything unknown, people worry about. Yeah. And what AI can do is is two things. It's going, to, there's, there's the idea that it can replace you mm -hmm. and there's the idea that it can enable you. And so I'm focusing on the enablement. Mm -hmm. There is an absolute fact that there will be many things that will be replaced, sure. but there will also be a bunch of new jobs. In fact, they're predicting that one in five jobs will be a prompt engineer, which is somebody who just learns how to talk to That's the AI. That's wild. That is wild. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I subscribe to that, sure. but, but I do, but I do believe that this is the biggest, um, productivity gain mm -hmm. that we'll see this century. And I think it is, um, you know, the biggest deflationary event and <laughs> in, you know, all technology is deflationary, right? Sure. It drives down costs. You see that yep. and it makes things easier and more affordable. And so I think, um, I think this is ultimately a massively good thing for humankind. So how do you plan with your leadership team to measure success around this? Like, what does that look like for Vendasta going into the future around uh, doing it effectively and and for your leaders yeah. specifically with their teams how are you measuring success with them well so if you think about ai as an enablement uh tool mm -hmm. it's really just part of everything you do so it really doesn't change your okrs it just you know right. accelerates them now it, in the, it's an increase in productivity but it's and not just for for us but for our, for the users of our software mm -hmm. you know so there's a couple of examples um of that 
that you can measure. So how fast can you respond to a review? Mm -hmm. Well, me and I, you see how AI responds to these reviews yeah. with a better response than any than most humans can write, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it can still be augmented by a human, but that's a productivity gain. And then you say, oh, now I used to write a, a social post. I'd have to research the company. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I want to write a long-form blog post, it might take three, four hours to do the research. I would write the blog post. I'd have to do all the work with the block and tackling and and tuning it. I'd have to you know do a bunch of work, and then I'd have to maybe get some photos for that thing. Mm -hmm. And it might take uh, six hours. And now you can do the research and write a, a deadly post and use your human abilities mm -hmm. that, that to to understand and craft it with the AI. Um, to write that thing in, in 20 minutes right. with photos and everything else. Uh, and um, that's a huge sort of leap forward. But people, you know, once they, like at first, like once they start to do that and they're still involved in the process, they realize that, well, this didn't replace me, this mm -hmm. enabled me. And so, and then the next step would be things like you don't even notice it. AI should be magic in the product. Right. So like I'm, uh, I'm a sales guy. Uh, you know, the bane of my existence is writing my notes into the CRM. Ugh, why do I got to do that? <laughs> and so like, you know, but now it can the be recording's there. automatically there yep. from my Google Meet or my Zoom meeting or whatever. Boom, the transcripts are there. A summary is there. Yep. And the next five steps based on the Sandler selling system telling me the things I got to do are there. Right. This is magic. And but it but people after a while like that that just happens, you know just like before when people flew in a tube in the air yeah. in an airplane and got Wi-Fi, they don't think Crazy. that's magic. Yeah. That was magic to 100%. people twenty years before. And oh this yeah. Is, so this is like, but now it's like you don't even think about it, no. and you won't even think about AI. So when you ask me how do you measure it, you won't even think about it. That's the measurement. That's just the measure. Having it in the background, yeah. just being as a daily kind yeah. of production engine for everybody. Just efficiency. I love that. The, yeah. So how have our customers uh, and stakeholders really kind of responded to all this? Well, I mean, you know, like people that 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 see it as that that those I, I call them the wow moments. So so while I'm saying that that's the long term goal that yep. will just be more productive and efficient, productivity increases. I am also saying there's got to be a very um, deliberate way of getting there. Mm. And so, you know, we've challenged some of our, our teams to say, put one wow moment in there. And so we, like just the review response was incredible. And, you know, in, in our social posting um, has allowed us, like there are, it's no secret, there's some other companies that have, you know, put more effort towards mm -hmm. their social and have, sure. uh, you know, more features and uh, products than ours. But the, the ability for us to move fast and get that is, has to, are some of our customers, they're not going to leave because, you know, it, it, the, the, it enhances it, yeah, everything. it enhances it. And so it gives us time. It gives us time and space to do more and do better. And so, uh, hmm. you know, that's that's it for us. Well, our reputation management software prior, uh, I, I thought it was great in terms of dynamic responses. I thought that was a wow moment. Yeah. Now, this is an enhancement at all of all of that. Yeah. And, and the intentionality behind it for you, when it comes to allowing your team members to experiment and look at things, um, at what point, at what point do you say, okay, I think we've hit it, or is it always going to be a progression piece? No, oh, you're never going to hit it. It yeah. never ends, right? So this is the things are iterating so fast; it never ends. I mean, it just it, it's not going to, and and it shouldn't. Mm. I mean, we're here to democratize technology for local businesses by making it easy, accessible, and affordable. And there's so much to do, and we're going to keep doing yeah. that, and we'll just be able to do it faster with AI. So when it comes to, um, let me try that again. So it, for leaders inside of industry, so outside of SaaS, but I, I think just 
leaders in general, so folks leading organizations, yeah. how would you encourage them to embrace some of this new technology for their efficiencies and their, their empowerment? It's an existential imperative for most people, mm. meaning they won't be around if they don't. And so from a leadership uh, basis, this is one of those times mm -hmm. where you have to say, we're doing this and back to the disagree and commit. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like I was super fortunate that my entire team is like, yeah, we're doing this, but there are people and there are teams yeah. that are not doing this. And, uh, you know, I wish them well. Well, I, I, I'm thinking even some of our partners, I'm thinking like the SMBs that, that we service, uh, you know, through our partners, a lot of a lot of people, I think, get hesitant around new technology because it's so easy to say, well, it's not going to benefit me. But AI is different, I think. And I think what I'm hearing you say is even for somebody on a uh, coffee shop on the corner, it could actually change things. for them. Oh, you know, 100 percent. And look, I, I'm all I'm all about. It has to be better for you. Mm -hmm. So like when I hear a small business, I'm a plumber, I'm under a sink. Yeah. You know. I, if, if I can't think, how is AI going to help me? Yeah. Well, maybe it can answer your phone for you while you're under the sink. 100%. And so, you know, they're, 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 until it can help you and, yeah. do, and book the appointment for you yeah. and do everything else. And that is, that's, it has to help you. That, it, if it doesn't help you, it's not worth it. So where do you see this thing going in the next five years for Vendasta, like how deeply integrated is AI into our systems, into our, our daily activities? You know, when I think about AI, I think about maybe three things. One is our own productivity. Mm. So, you know, we're a software development company and uh, our developers are all, you know, all using Copilot. Yeah. But there are many, many more things. Like, you know, once we have a large, super large code base, and once AI can internalize and understand our entire code base, and you can do things like, say, upgrade everything in Python to go mm. and have it done in a, in a short order, you're going to see teams either be able to do multiple times more than they could before. You're going to see really small teams, you know, you know, there's some talk about a team of, you know, 10 engineers could build Stripe in three months with AI. I don't know if hmm. that's true. They couldn't build all the relationships, but they certainly could build wow. the software. These are amazing things. Wow. Like these are amazing things. So that's one thing is the productivity of our own teams. And that includes sales. Yeah. Like look what sales can do. You know, there's already the ability for AI to help you choose those, those things, book appointment, you know, choose your, 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 your prospects book appointments with your prospects, yeah. you know, tell, tell you how to sell to those prospects and how to deliver them value. So there's all our mm. own internal productivity is one thing. Then the things that we build, the external productivity for those people um, will help us to, you know, be that system of engagement. So right. we're, we are the workflow. And because we have massive amounts of data, we can get more data. Mm. And the more data we have, the better we can, you know, we can do. So, you know, today when one of our customers a channel partner says, I want a website. First they make a website and then they go in and they start to build it. Yeah. But now we, like we'd say, we have all this data. We, we know all the reviews. Yeah. We know, you know, we know all their business information. We've got photos. We've got uh, everything about them. We can use that data to actually build a website out of the box. Every, so you say create a website, it's, it'll, it'll always be pre-made. 
Right. You won't even think about that anymore. It won't be like, okay, now I got to go and do this. It'll be pre-made. It'll be the whole, everything will change. The way the customer engages will change. Now you'll be saying, hey, here's what we have based on the data we have about you. What would mm. you like me to, what, what's missing? Right. And now you can, so that's the enablement. So instead of replacing the yeah, people yeah, yeah. that did it, they just do a different job and it's much better. So, so, <laughs> so the, you know, one is our internal thing. Two is what we build externally. Yep. And, uh, and, and then three is how we're perceived in the world by, by right. everyone else. So I've, I've, heard you talk about compound companies before yeah D does ai bring it into the point of a compound worker or a compound employee somebody that can do multiple things at one time in a more proficient and more um, um in, in a better way ai will allow us to easily bring in those things that are happening in adjacent spaces. Hmm. So if you're using some software you say what did i do before i used this piece of software right. and what did i do after that is the work that essentially becomes a workflow and AI will allow us to capitalize on that and mm -hmm. to build a more effective delivery method. So when I think about a compound company, you know, there's lots of ways to think about it. What I'm talking about mostly is like, hey, we built a CRM for our channel partners. Mm -hmm. And we said, hey, wait, our small businesses need a CRM and oh, our vendors need a CRM and right. an ecosystem. It's like building that one CRM. And I've any CRM I've seen only has one interface. Right. And so, you know, so we can use, so we can build a CRM for everyone. We yeah. can build marketing automation for everyone. We can build our, our, our lead management for everyone. We can, we can build communications with our inbox for everyone and connect those people together. And what AI will let us do is it'll make it more effective, but right. it'll also let us touch those adjacent spaces. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Brendan King, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, any last words to leaders out there? Any encouragements, anything that you would say? Yeah, I'd say just do it. I'd say I'd say make it a thing and then relentlessly yeah. communicate that thing. If you've been, and, and if our people are listening, and you, you'll, you'll realize that every stand-up, every, every time I have a, of, of a meeting, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm talking mm. about it. It's important. Let's do it. That's it for this episode. Next up on the Vendasta Lead podcast is our director of people and culture, Kim Coots, who'll be talking to us about the importance of building a strong company culture. Be sure to subscribe to Vendasta Lead on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss an opportunity to hear fresh perspectives and stay at the forefront of the latest trends in leadership and technology. We would also love to hear your feedback and ideas. Feel free to reach out to us on social media or leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Your input helps us shape future episodes and to bring you the most relevant content we can. I'm your host, Josh Singh. Until next time, when it comes to being a leader, remember, don't wish for it, work for it.